Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 32, Suspending Judgment. The Tao remains eternally unnameable, as undivided simplicity. If it resides in an ordinary person, nobody in the world can subjugate her. If an influential person abides by it, everybody in the world will be drawn to her. When heaven and earth come together in harmony, showering the world equally with a sweet rain of undivided simplicity, people cooperate voluntarily without any governing rules. When simplicity is divided, names come into existence. When names are already there, the process of further division should stop. For to know when to stop is to avoid the danger of complexity. The Tao is to the world what the ocean is to the rivers of the earth. That's verse 32 of the Tao Te Ching translated by Yasuhiku Genku Kimura. Next, let's break it down. This verse has two parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one seems to be saying that there's no need to fix the unbroken. <laughs> and part two says that messing with something too much creates a mess. <laughs> How do I get those parts from that? Well, we see that the Tao remains eternally unnameable as undivided simplicity if it resort if it resides in an ordinary person, nobody in the world can subjugate her. If an influential person abides by it, everybody in the world would be drawn to her. Now here's the line where it basically 
starts cluing me into this no need to fix the unbroken. We go and we say, when heaven and earth come together in harmony, showering the world equally with a sweet reign of undivided simplicity, people cooperate voluntarily without any governing rules. So that's the main clue for me. Um, the whole, if it ain't broke, don't fix it thing. Basically the Tao doesn't need to be fixed. It doesn't need to be harnessed or anything like that. Right. It's perfect the way it is. So people cooperate voluntarily without any governing rules when the Tao is the governing thing. And then, um, Lao Tzu goes on to say when simplicity is divided, names come into existence, which kind of starts the second part. So it's basically like, okay, well, don't fix it if it's not broken. But And then the second part is when you do fix it when it's broken, then it becomes messy. So we start labeling things and we're putting like judgments on things and everything. That's when we start to go astray. Because then Lao Tzu continues on and he says, okay, well, if it's already labeled in the beginning, then just stop. Just allow it to be as it is. Don't carve it up. Just let it be. So if you know when to stop, then you can avoid uh, making it too complex. And when you do that, things actually turn out to be a little better because they're simple, they're manageable, that sort of thing. So that's kind of what this verse kind of spoke to me about in those two parts. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. Verse 32 has two parts to it. Uh, Part one says... Look, there's no need to fix the unbroken. And part two says, well, if you mess with something too much, it creates a mess. So let's put that back together. I'll read verse 32 again. The Tao remains eternally unnameable. As undivided simplicity, if it resides in an ordinary person, nobody in the world can subjugate him. If an influential person abides by it, everyone in the world will be drawn to him. When heaven and earth come together in harmony, showering the world equally with a sweet reign of undivided simplicity, people cooperate voluntarily without any governing rules. When simplicity is divided, names come into existence. When names are already there, the process of further division should stop. For to know when to stop is to avoid the danger of complexity. The Tao is to the world what the ocean is to the rivers of the earth. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering suspending judgment. There are two. Number one is that things are not what they seem. Number two is learn and move on. Don't spend too much time dissecting. Things are not what they seem. I asked my wife what she thought of this verse. She had me read it several times, slowly. There's a lot packed in there, she said, and I agreed with her. She mulled over the first line. The Tao remains eternally unnameable. She considered it for a moment, then asked something like, Oh, well, does that mean God? I told her that sometimes there are different interpretations of what the words God and Tao mean. But for the purposes of our discussion, my perspective was that they were one and the same. The infinite, put another way. 
Then the second line, as undivided simplicity, if it resides in an ordinary person. In another translation, it reads, though the uncarved wood is small, it cannot be employed or used as a vessel by anyone. She closed her eyes, nodding slowly. Okay, so there are trees. They're uncarved, she said. And they can be used for many things, but as trees, they're just there. They're things we can use, but when compared to the earth, they're very small. Okay, read the third line, she said. I did. If an influential person abides by it, everybody in the world will be drawn to him. Again, she pondered for a moment. If we can all be patient and loving, there is no need for anyone to hoard any of the trees and say, you over here, I won't give you any trees today. We would all have access to all these trees and they do what we need them to. They've been here all along and we can use them if we need them. Then I read the part about the rain falling and we both agreed that this was sort of an example and underscore to the first three lines. What did you come up with? She asked. I said, pretty much the same thing you did on a different level, a personal one. She listened as I explained. And oh, by the way, I didn't really tell her this word for word. This is me recording the conversation later. <laughs> we all live in this existence as humans, as expressions of the infinite Tao. Which means that at the metaphysical level, at the government level, or the deeply personal level, we can apply this verse. I, like everyone else, have infinity inside me, which means infinitely large and infinitely small. I am as the uncarved block of wood, full of possibilities, just like the universe. If I were to carve that wood, I would be limiting it to a particular purpose. I would be chipping away at the block's quote, unuseful parts, and those would fall on the floor. By the same token, I have five corporeal senses, and those other senses that allow me to feel energy, presence, love, compassion, humility, and others. If at some point I define who I am or allow my ego to do that, I have limited that infinity inside me. In other words, when something happens in my life, whether it's at home, at work, or with friends, I usually interpret what happened in a certain way. I see it as positive, I see it as negative, I see it as whatever. If I decide once and for all that that is what I saw and that is the way things are, then I'm closing myself to the entire thing. In this case, I am the king or the baron. If I can keep my unspoiled nature and my wood uncarved, the whole world, or my body, thoughts and feelings will then yield to me, however. So I think what Lao Tzu is saying here is that if I am in harmony with a Tao, my spiritual connection is sorted out, and then the mental and the physical follow. So my takeaway is that, like the uncarved block of wood, we experience the world and what happens around us in different ways. If I can avoid pronouncing judgments of situations, I may be able to learn much more from it than what I had originally thought. And when I do this, I'm avoiding being connected with my ego and move into connection or harmony with a Tao. Learn and move on. 
don't spend too much time dissecting. Things happen. And we as humans must interpret those things so we can process them and move on. There are certain lessons. There are things that we can perceive happening to us, the world, wherever. Things happen around us, around others, and in the world. Things are happening. If the first part of this verse says that everything has way more meaning than one immediately perceives, it would almost seem contradictory to what the message is in the second part. The second part seems to be saying, don't think too hard about any of it. (laughs) So, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be open-minded and take everything in but not process it? Um, yeah. I think that's what's being said here. (laughs) Did you ever have a moment when you were driving, tying your shoes, or in the shower when all of a sudden a thought pops in your head and you're like, oh, now I get it. Like, eureka moments, right? When you have an epiphany. I love those moments, and I'll bet you that you do too. What's actually going on here? I mean, I'm not a neuroscientist or anything, but it seems that my subconscious is always running, always processing. And when the time is right, it moves a particular insight into the forefront, and that's when I have those bright idea moments. So I think it's possible for us to do what Lao Tzu is suggesting. Remaining open to events occurring around us not trying to make any sense of it, just participating as best we can while remaining in harmony with the Tao and letting it be. Our higher selves will let us know when there's something we need to pay attention to. Of course, I'm not saying that we shouldn't learn. On the contrary, I think we ought to consciously learn all we can, all for which we have the capacity. And I also think it's important not to overthink things. So what does overthinking look like? Well, for me, I've got to be careful about this. There have been times, more than I'd like to admit, when I've been told that I'm overthinking, when in my defense, I'm really just trying to piece things together so I can understand them well. (laughs) Okay. But there are other times when I'm actually thinking about things just so I can think about them because I like the way it feels to think. That's overthinking for me. Overthinking events that have happened looks like a continuous rumination, an ongoing obsession about how things are wrong or how I need to fix things by employing a strategy. Like when there's an undesirable situation at the office and I start thinking about how to play it in the meeting the next day. Or when, after a quote, lively discussion with my wife, I catch myself rationalizing why my point of view was more valid than hers and how she could have listened better. Or when one friend tells me that so-and-so said this about me and I have to figure out how to set the record straight. Reputation, right? On a sage, king, and baron level, Lao Tzu seems to be saying, Look, put yourself in harmony with the Tao. Allow the Tao to govern. Then, back off. Minimize its importance or attaching meaning to it. And ensure you are leading by example with the Tao. On a personal level, I feel like we can apply this lesson. Allow things to happen in life. Do your best to observe them while suspending judgment on them. Be open to the many ways that situations present you with lessons. And don't settle on just one lesson. You may choose to pick one or two, however many you like, to consciously learn whatever you want. But be careful. Overthinking things is just as counterproductive as not being open to them. 
allow yourself to be open to the next events that occur so that you can continue to remain in harmony with the Tao and able to receive its gifts. So let's go ahead and wrap up today. To summarize my experience with this verse today and considering suspending judgment, I thought about two things. Number one is that things are not what they seem. And number two is learn and move on. Don't spend too much time dissecting. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of suspending judgment in this verse today. There are two things I can do. Number one is I can consider happenings from multiple perspectives. And number two, I can treat those happenings as uncarved blocks of wood full of possibilities. Let's take a moment to consider what happened yesterday. What day was it? Take a moment to remember what you had for breakfast. Maybe lunch or dinner? What conversations did you have? You might remember if there was something slightly or largely agitating. And if nothing was agitating, can you remember who you talked to or what you did? Anywhere. At home, at work, or with friends. Let's settle on a particular situation or conversation and focus on that for a moment. What happened? Can you summarize in a sentence or two what occurred? What was your impression of what happened? Was it desirable? Undesirable? Agitating? Unremarkable? Was there anyone around you when it happened? Who was the primary person that was involved in this situation? It could have even been a feeling of agitation you experienced based on what you saw or heard online or in the media. Consider your perspective again for a moment. Now, let's take a couple steps back and see the situation for what it might have been for others. Do you think others had the same conclusion as you? From which slightly different angles? And if there was opposition to your point of view, could you consider the situation from those other perspectives for just a moment? Suspending judgment on whether or not they were correct can you consider that there is a logic to it based on the other person's perspective on reality, whether you agree with it or not? Can you see that generally there's no malicious intent on the other person's part? That perhaps it's not personal. That they're just doing the best they can with what they've got. Now let's pull back a little further. Let's consider the situation as a whole, observing for a moment everyone's perspective and point of view and conclusions. Can we see this larger situation as having emerged from the Tao? 
can we see that on a much larger level, things happened of their own accord? <laughs> can we pause for a moment and wonder at all the different possibilities that can exist in this situation? Can we see that perhaps if we abstain from concluding anything about the situation, that there are multiple lessons to observe and internalize? Can we see the Tao at work, impartially, naturally, always doing what it does without our intervention? And finally, can we allow the situation to deliver its lessons to us over time? Can we look for the lesson for ourselves now, but be willing to be open to another way of looking at it later today or tonight? Maybe tomorrow? Maybe a month or two from now? Can we appreciate the situation as a gift and be open to welcoming it back to us when it reveals itself again? After doing this exercise, I found that if I can become aware of all the things that are going on right now and become open to all the possibilities, there is very little that I need to do for myself. I can observe. I can learn. And I can realize that anything I ever need is always provided. I can remain in the uncarved state by pausing and abstaining from making any judgments or conclusions about how reality is. I can do this by considering all the other ways a particular situation looks, especially from the eyes of others. And I can continue to benefit from the situation long after it has passed by practicing open-mindedness and allowing other perspectives to come into my consciousness when they're ready. So that'll wrap it up today. Thank you for listening. To consider the principle of suspending judgment, I can do two things. Number one is I can consider happenings from multiple perspectives. And number two, I can treat happenings as uncarved blocks of wood full of possibilities. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 32 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Yasuhiko Genku Kunmura. The Tao remains eternally unnameable, as undivided simplicity. If it resides in an ordinary person, nobody in the world can subjugate her. If an influential person abides by it, everybody in the world will be drawn to her. When heaven and earth come together in harmony, showering the world equally with a sweet rain of undivided simplicity, people cooperate voluntarily without any governing rules. When simplicity is divided, names come into existence. When names are already there, the process of further division should stop. For to know when to stop is to avoid the danger of complexity. The Tao is to the world what the ocean is to the rivers of the earth. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao De Jing for Everyday Living with your host, 
Dan Casas Murray. This podcast is for the Dow curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.